Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite movies and shows. We focus on representation and the voices that are ignored. Yo, 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 it's the Nerds. My name is Lee, a.k.a. Watson Lee, and I'm here with my boy, Jack. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, and I'm here with my special guest. You may remember her from our last Doctor Who episode, Sarah. Welcome back, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good, man. How was your Hanukkah break, man? Did you have fun? Did you celebrate with the family? Yeah, um, we don't we don't celebrate that that much. It's not like an Indian Jewish tradition all that much. Yeah. But I I light the menorah and make some latkes. It was pretty fun. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, e- even though like I don't celebrate anything, but the break is still really really nice. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> We, we there's no holidays for us but we'll take the pto <laughs> we're not gonna exactly. we're not gonna complain uh, but we 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 it was a it was a fun break uh we did cover a few shows we got doctor who this week we did uh we're gonna do what if on i believe saturday with marmar uh who we've had on the show a few times and then we still have to do aquaman so hopefully we'll do aquaman soon uh but today we are doing Doctor Who, the Christmas special. So Doctor Who always does a big Christmas event or something like that. Um, And this time we got to have it with the new Doctor. So I definitely wanted, I'm glad you're here because I definitely wanted to discuss because there's a lot of things about this episode that I wasn't aware of until I saw some of your TikToks. Uh, One (laughs) of the, I I know that um, before it came out, our friend Danielle posted a little bit about it and she was like, Mm -hmm. oh, going doing a goblin theme is you know it, it's it's a little sketch and like for me like i didn't know anything about that uh the ties to anti-semitism and goblins until harry potter came out so harry potter was my introduction to that so it wasn't like something that like i knew along i was like why are people mad about harry potter and then like i found out and i was like oh that 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 makes a lot of sense uh so i was watching this and i was like wondering like what would people think because like they try i feel like they made an effort to go around it like they said they're cold goblins not because they're goblins but because they gobble things they didn't have the goblin nose but then there's still things they like they failed at do you do you want to speak on that a little bit because i feel like it'll be very interesting coming from you yeah i mean i think when i was i paid very close attention because you're right i did hear from danielle and i was like okay yeah i'll keep an eye out because that actually checks out uh just like based on what you're saying what i saw in the trailer and what i saw in that the clip of the goblin and their whole song. Um, I did think it had some anti-Semitic <laughs> uh, parts, like, you know, they're playing into the blood libel trope. Uh, the fact that it is airing on Christmas doesn't make it matters any better. And yeah. the history with, between Jews and goblins is even worse. Um, like you said, I think they did a good job with not having, you know, if they had the nose, I think, you know, there would be more like, That'd oh my bad. gosh, this is like, like double, double trouble. Yeah. Um, but I feel like overall, 
like I don't want to speak on behalf of all of the Jewish community, sure, but of course. from the people that I've uh, heard from, it has made a lot of people uncomfortable. Yeah, I could totally understand that. Uh, for some of the, our people who don't know what that is, what is what is blood libel? Because like I didn't know about it until I saw your TikTok. Yeah, so blood libel is an anti-Semitic trope that started way back when, actually. It started by the Christians who basically founded this theory that like Jews apparently drink the blood of, you know, baby Christian children. Um, and then this, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, entire, I, I do, yeah. Like that's the entire point of this episode. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like casually dropping that throughout the whole episode. Um, but yeah, it started uh, back, I believe, in the Spanish Inquisition times. I don't want to like drop it's a time, but the it was the Spanish definitely... Inquisition, man. It's always <laughs> them. They're always up to something. <laughs> and it got obviously even worse during the Holocaust. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was exactly what happened with this episode. You know, the go goblins wanted to eat children playing into blood libel and this fact that goblins have been used stereotypically throughout history to represent Jewish people in a negative way was not, yeah. it didn't make the matter any better. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you made that TikTok because I, I had no idea. And I, and I feel like that's an important thing for people to, to know. And it, it might not have been on purpose. It, we don't know, yeah. but like people need to be aware because I wasn't aware. Uh, you know, first time I heard about it was like when I said like, like the Harry Potter stuff came out and I was like, they still have it in their like rides and stuff. And I'm just like, Mm. yeah but then again jk rowling isn't the best <laughs> so uh yeah no but let's talk about some of the positives then like wh yeah. uh, what are your thoughts about the new doctor i think he's great he's so charismatic he's giving 11th doctor vibes like just like so full of energy i think considering um you know he's kind of he had a weird regeneration you know regenerating out of david Tennant. david Tennant's yeah. still there and then shooty gatwa is also here um, it kind of feels like a fresh start for his particular doctor. So I feel like he's all full of energy, feels almost like a brand new doctor that we're seeing, not necessarily like with the memories of the old doctors, but kind of feels a little bit different. Yeah, there's definitely an energy that we've been missing for a while because like Peter Capaldi was great. I, I loved his sass, but he didn't have like the David Tennant, David Tennant, Matt Smith energy. And then Jodie Whittaker, again, she didn't have the charisma and the energy uh, that some of the other people had. And when you see him, you're like, oh, this this feels like Doctor Who. This is like has that energy. It's like they're going to be running. They're going to have some exciting things happening, which I really, really liked. Uh, yeah. And I also feel like there are things that are happening in the story that like Russell T. Davies is pretty good with, like this ongoing joke about how gravity is now called Mavity. And like that happened in a David Tennant episode, like one or two before where they accidentally run into Isaac Newton. And instead of saying gravity, he, he mishears it. And now it's Mavity. And because of that, it changes like a little bit of a ripple and now everybody says Mavity. So I think that's really, really funny. And that's a very Russell T Davies kind of like style of writing, which, which I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice that that's like playing through. It'll just like live on forever in Doctor Who, as long as no other director forgets, like that's going to stay forever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I like these little inside jokes. Um, and you know, this doctor, like, I feel like there, in some ways, he is the combination of Peter Capaldi and David Tennant because he he still has that charisma, but he also has a little bit of sass too. There is a little bit of sass coming out from him, which I think is really really funny. So I'm I'm very excited to see where he takes this doctor because like so far I was very entertained throughout this episode. What about you? 
Yeah, I agree. I agree with like he's very sassy. I think it's also because they're both Scottish, and I'm just like, okay, so fine. They're like oh. just very sassy people. Um, but I could be wrong about the the stereotype yeah. of uh, the Scottish people. Um, but yeah, I you're right, and I think if like he starts giving like Peter Capaldi level speeches, like yeah. then I'm gonna yeah, okay. So so how do we pronounce his name? Is Shooty? Is is how they pronounce it? I think it, so. I think? That's how right? I've been pronouncing That's it. That's how I've yeah. been pronouncing. If anybody knows uh the correction, let us know. But uh Shooty's also been in sex education, which I hear is really good. Uh only thing I knew about it was Ashley Simone's in it, who we love from Bridgerton. So that was something that I should probably check out sooner or later because uh, I've I've heard good things about him and I heard he's really good about it. He was also in the Barbie movie, which uh yeah. came up. So a lot of a lot of fun things, man. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of theories, but we're gonna get to those at the end because there's this new old lady. There's some cover with the name. There's some other mysterious figures, which feels like classic Doctor Who. The mysteries. I love like solving these mysteries, and I think they're so much fun. So uh, let's talk about. Let's break it down. Let's go over the episode. So one thing that I noticed about this episode right off the bat, there's a narrator. And not all Doctor Who episodes have narrators, which I think is really, really mm-hmm. funny. Like, what do you think? Is it Santa Claus? Like, <laughs> Santa Claus was in an episode. Apparently, he's Nick Frost in, in the in the Who universe. Yes. Uh, and he, which makes sense. Santa would be a Time Lord. Like, his, his, his sack does have all the presents, so it has to be bigger on the inside. So I totally get that. <laughs> uh, but who is narrating this episode? That's the That's the mystery. Yeah, I thought it was Shooty, actually. Is it? It might be. I don't know, because I'm not used to his voice yeah. yet, so it could be him himself. Yeah, I thought it I kind of, it felt like a, a Christmas book, almost like, you know, somebody's yeah. narrating, like, the night before Christmas, and then it kind of felt like that, like, at the beginning and, like, at the end as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was Shooty when he was talking, but it oh, could it be might wrong. be. It might be. I, I, I don't know. Um, so we start off on this church, and there is a mysterious figure uh, who leaves a baby at the doorstep. And that baby is found and the baby uh, gets adopted. Yay, everyone's happy. It's like all <laughs> cute and stuff. Um, and then we flash forward to the present and we see Ruby getting interviewed. So she's on some kind of reality show where they find your relative. They find people who are adopted and then they find their relatives, which was a real show, which is ironic. Mm -hmm. I think Oprah was on it and uh, so many other people were on it and they were able to uh, trace back their heritage to certain slaves and certain slave owners and certain like people in historical, you know, uh, what you call it history. Uh, I thought it was really cool. So I was like, oh, cool. They're trying to find her history. Uh, and then she just goes about her day. She goes clubbing. She's uh, Her friends are in a rock band. Um, and then she sees the doctor getting lit on the dance floor in a kilt and a white beard and a leather jacket, which is such a vibe. <laughs> like That is <laughs> such a vibe. I really, really like that introduction. I love the fact that he's the first doctor that can actually dance. Because <laughs> I've seen Matt Smith dance and it looks like an elephant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like that we finally have a doctor that can dance. I was vibing with that. Uh, what were your first thoughts about the interactions of Ruby and the doctor? I thought they were great. Um, I think it, like, like you were saying at the beginning, I think it left that, like, mysterious tone, and she was like, 
he's this guy like he he's kind of cool he's dancing all like very free very like wild and free I guess um yeah I really like their first interaction I feel like it's been a while since we've gotten like a character interaction or like a companion interaction with the doctor where like you know they don't know they're going to be companions up until like halfway through and I feel like the first introduction he was kind of like eyeing but not really yeah yeah that is so true what are your thoughts about ruby because she gives me like clara if clara went to therapy like that's the vibe that i get (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) um (laughs) i don't think she gives me clara but i mean maybe like i think it's the way she's dressed like clara used to wear like skirts and jackets and stuff like that so maybe it's the way she dresses that gives me clara vibes yeah i feel like uh ruby is very rebellious i feel maybe amy a little bit Mm. like it felt like amy pond was a little bit of a rebellious child like a little you know out there and kind of like uh uh, i don't remember what the black dog i think is the saying like or white dog or brown dog (laughs) one of the dogs um and so yeah i think that's kind of like how i see ruby but overall i didn't i couldn't really compare her to another i know i've seen people compare her to rose because she's got the blonde hair and i'm like yeah i don't think so I don't think I think she's very very unique and I like it. I I don't think she reminds me of Rose, but I mean Ruby Rose, like they're <laughs> red. Uh, her mom's name is Cherry. Like there's a lot of red references in here. Uh, I don't know. True. We'll, we'll, <laughs> and you know Russell C Davis, he likes to sprinkle in those little clues, right? Uh, yeah. So we definitely like that. What did you think about their chemistry together? Do you think like like one thing that I don't love about the doctor is how all his companions kind of fall for him. And we haven't had that for a while, which I kind of like, like there's always this like mm-hmm. tension between the doctor mm-hmm. and one of their companions. Like, you know, there was, uh, who was the girl, Martha, there was Rose, uh, there was Clara. And then even Yasmin with, uh, Jody, there was some, some yeah. little bit there. Right. So, I don't always love this, which is why Donna is my favorite companion because she's so like, even Amy, Amy was like, mm-hmm. you know, really into the doctor, uh, which I didn't mind because she had this amazing arc where she chose, chose Rory over the doctor, uh, which was the point of her story. But the rest of them, they just seem to just really like fall in love with him, which I get, except Donna. Donna's like, no, this <laughs> she treats him like a brother, which I love. <laughs> skinny but, yeah they're just like making fun of each other they're like siblings who like who like roast each other which i love uh but where do you think they're going with rose do you think they're gonna have a situation closer to rose or martha or is it gonna be closer to um uh, donna probably closer to donna but i feel like ruby doesn't strike me as the or maybe she does i don't know she's kind of rebellious I, but she doesn't feel like like you know, she's going to go roast, but like in a comedic way, I felt like that was more Donna and Catherine Tate. Um, But I feel like Ruby, I mean, she, there's no way that she can fall for the doctor. The doctor is totally gay. Um, Oh, interesting. I, I think, yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Ruby is like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the relationship, but either way, I don't think they yeah. can fall for each other because of um, like the doctor being gay in this particular series. Um, oh, I didn't. Like, I, I always yeah. thought the doctor was like, uh, like all, comes in all flavors. So like, I didn't know if he, if he regenerates. Yeah. This regeneration particularly is that way. Is what you're saying? 
Yeah, I mean, it's huh. kind of like how Jody was like more leaning that yeah. way. I feel like Shudi would lean that way, considering that he himself is gay. So mm, I feel like maybe he sense. would like embody that type of like he'd want to go with that flow. But mm. I could be wrong again. I have no idea. You could go either way. I mean, yeah. uh, um, I I I think it would make people mad, which would make me happy because I love it when the <laughs> when the fanboys get angry. It cracks me up. They get mad. They get mad over the silliest things. Uh, so it's fun. Um, all right. So she's leaving the club. They interact. The snowman starts to fall, and now we're trying to realize. Whoa! A lot of incidents start to really uh, follow her around, which kind of reminds me of the movie Gremlins, because that's what the Gremlins did. Like they would turn into. They were cute, and then they would turn into these like little gremlin things, and they would play pranks and do mischief around people. And I'm just like, you know, you could have saved a lot of people grief if you just called them gremlins. Just like, <laughs> don't even call them goblins. Just call them gremlins. That would have made so much more sense. And yeah. you would have saved everybody a, a, a lot of headache, uh, heartache. Uh, but yes, he saves him from a snowman. And then he meets this cop and he goes, uh, name the doctor. Occupation, not the doctor, <laughs> which I, I never get tired of. And then he has this fun interaction with the cop tells him that his girlfriend uh will say yes he's going to propose um uh, again like i love this charismatic part of him what were, what were your thoughts about that interaction i thought it was amazing like so sassy so quirky just like right off the cuff like it kind of also reminded me of david Tennant. he had this one moment where he had somewhat of an interaction like like yeah. that like occupation the doctor and like uh it was like near the end of his run and i just yeah. like i was like wow okay yes perfect we're back <laughs> yeah <laughs> love it um all right so he goes into this um you know tardis and then what happens is he shows up in front of ruby's house uh and there's a tardis there and this neighbor her name is mrs flood can see the TARDIS. And I'm like, wait a second, doesn't the TARDIS have a perception filter? How can she just see the TARDIS? And then when she points it out, I guess other people can see it too. And then at the end of the episode, you kind of learn that she may be something special. Uh, what are your thoughts about Mrs. Floods? Um, well, okay. I do have to say my commenters kind of swayed me in the other direction, but my original theory was that like Mrs. Flood was a doctor variant, wow. I guess. Um, because now that by generation is possible, like it could True. be possible that she like glided down the road and yeah, came back and was like, I'm gonna retire here. Mm. Um, but like a lot of people are swaying me in the direction of like old Ruby, and I'm like, that makes wow. a lot of sense. <laughs> That would be interesting. So what yeah. I have heard is that she actually may be River Songs. That's the theory that I've heard. Because mm. Flood, River, Pond, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> I've heard that. I, I, I like that theory. Uh, but it would be very I hard like to unexplain what happens at the end of yes. the Peter Capaldi run. Mm -hmm. I think uh, not only is it hard to unexplained but like it kind of ruins their beautiful arc and story so i don't know mm -hmm. if i would want that but it's a good theory yeah i've heard that theory too and i like like after the library and like her just dying like it, it's not possible <laughs> or maybe yeah. it is. i mean it's doctor who but like to come back old like how i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know we'll we'll 
see. So I, I'm very curious about how that. But like the other thing that freaked me out about Mrs. Flood, she broke the fourth wall. She she looked right at us and she asked us a question that fucked me up. I was like, what? <laughs> Why? That scared the crap out of me. I did not expect that. It freaked me out. Oh my god, I don't remember this. Oh, you don't remember oh, this? No. So okay, at the, no, okay, I have to go like, back. Oh, it's like an after credit scene. They 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 pulled Wait. a Marvel. Oh my god, I didn't expect that. It's yeah, they, they they pulled a Marvel. So after the credits, basically what happened is she looks at the camera and she goes, "What? You've never seen a TARDIS before?" And she looks right at the camera and says it to us. <laughs> no yeah. shit, I have to go back. I have to watch it now. That's why it fucked oh me up. Oh my god. Like, I was. It was after the end credits. I didn't expect it. I was like, what? It, it, it shook me. It was so I wild. I was like anticipating no end credits. So I was like, is Doctor Who no end credits? Wait, do, wait. Did the anniversary special not have like they don't have end credits, right? No, they don't. It, it, I okay. Think like maybe Disney because they're on Disney now. Disney's like, no, you gotta give us end credits. It worked for it worked for the MCU. It's gonna work for you guys. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I have to. I have to go back. Like, yeah, go, go back and watch it. Priority. Yeah, if you're watching, guys, go back and watch it. It's so crazy. And there's only been one other time where the doctor broke the fourth wall, and that's when Matt Smith just like for a split second looks at the camera when he's right. about to die. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm like, this is the second time they broke the fourth wall. The first time I was like going to let that slide because I was like it seemed like it was the actor talking to the audience and i was like they're just giving matt smith his moments right just giving him his flowers be like like make this your moment connect with the audience thank the audience and we'll just pretend it never happened right uh <laughs> this time you can't pretend she she literally looked at the camera and asked the audience a question uh breaking the fourth wall was wild um so go back and watch that I will. That's crazy. That, I already that, have theories, but I, I need to go watch the scene first. Yeah, I'm like, I'm confused. Because the doctor never goes to the multiverse. He'll never go to another dimension. He only stays in right. one dimension, and he travels back in time, back and forth, no matter how it changes. The only time he went to another dimension was when his hand got cut off, and there was another David Tennant, and he went to go live with Rose. Mm, yeah the, i would also say like jody as well she kind of like was on the border of the two universes or oh dimensions. that's true that's true jo yeah jody had some stuff that too but yeah. i don't think that would be like the reason for the fourth wall i would think that like maybe a villain is causing this fourth like weird thing happening that, i don't know <laughs> I, I would love it if she ends up being a villain like straight up deadpool <laughs> villain breaks the fourth wall talks to the audience makes references to bbc like that would be hilarious <laughs> we're all being controlled by the media <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be so funny um yeah okay so also why is this lady so mean to her neighbor abdul <laughs> like leave that man alone i don't know why she was so mean to him um all right so we go in and we meet uh rose's mom we meet rose's grandmother grandmother's name is cherry uh her mom basically adopts and fosters children and she's like they stay with her for a little while then they find a home some stay for days some for weeks some for months some for years uh, but only one never left which is very interesting because the doctor also has companions that stay for like a day for weeks for months and for years which i thought was pretty interesting uh mm -hmm. i really really liked uh how 
they made that, but it also references to the doctor. What do you think of Rose's family? Um, Ruby. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ruby's family. <laughs> um, I think they're so cool. Like the grandmother always asking for tea is such a vibe. <laughs> like it kind of reminded me of my grandmother. I was like, yes, my grandmother always asked for tea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think when you're like saying like the references between the doctor and like Ruby's family, I think they're like the comparisons between the two are like uncanny compared to like any other companion. They've got so much in common. And now that yeah. the doctor also knows that he's adopted or they're adopted. He's like, an orphan. Yeah. Yeah. Is it That's crazy? That was pretty crazy. The fact that she's an orphan and the doctor's an orphan. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the fact that coincidences were like, so like it was a backbone of this episode, everything was happening in coincidences. Yeah. Um, yeah. So while we get to know the family, they find out that she's getting a baby. The baby's called Lulu Bell, born on the same day as Ruby. Another coincidence. Uh, and then Ruby gets a phone call from the producer of who was doing her interview. And she's like, sorry, we can't find any trace of anybody related to your DNA at all. Um, and then she dies. <laughs> <laughs> that was so wild they didn't show it uh and you don't know she died until like he goes back in time to save her but like she died from a christmas star on a tree that was dark what are your thoughts about that i thought it was so doctor who i mean the fact like i'm glad they didn't show it at, like disney plus but like um it's like I don't even know. Like the moment she was like talking about it and like also sitting under the tree, she's like, has anything weird happened to you? Have you been tripping or like yeah. crazy stuff? And then the tree's like falling and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to die. Freaking God. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, George is in the comments. Shout out to George. George says, oh my God, it's two of my favorite creators. So I'm guessing he's talking about you and me. <laughs> Shout out to George on TikTok. Hey, George. Uh, yes. So basically there's no ancestry. Um, and then the baby ends up going missing uh apparently the goblins take her she goes to the roof she goes to find the baby and the baby uh is being taken by these little goblins and she goes and climbs this ladder where he goes whoa you see a ladder in the sky you just climb it she's like it has the baby though so <laughs> he basically goes to help her who just happens to be at the right place at the right time also he had so many outfit changes like this is his like fourth like fit since he's been like the doctor <laughs> like crazy amazing i love it like yeah. i'm expecting him to be the fashionista doctor immediately <laughs> yeah she's gonna be the best dressed doctor for sure oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah um i would i would love to see that um all right so then they have these power gloves which basically transfers all the weight into the glove so that it's completely weightless uh and you can climb and do whatever which i thought cool i love these little inventions that they have but here's my biggest negative of the new doctor and like this is the one thing i don't like about the new doctor i hate the new screwdriver (laughs) i hate it it's ugly me too honestly that was the first thing that i thought of like i was like this looks like a clicker for a garage it is ugly Yeah, it's this, this the one thing I don't like. I love the new doctor. Mm-hmm. I love his fit. I love his personality. Hate his screwdriver. It doesn't even look like a screwdriver. It looks like a remote control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, George is saying this guy may be the best since Matt. Yeah, I, I would not disagree, man. Uh, he has 
uh, a lot of potential right now. So like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of ways that this could be one of the best doctors at this point. So I Agreed. am excited to see that. Um, all right. So they go to the goblin ship and then, yeah, here you find out that the goblins want to eat uh, the baby uh, and they're not time travelers. They're time riders. So that's like mm-hmm. a new vocab that they added to us. And the doctor was offended <laughs> when she called them time travelers. Uh, and then he talked about how he spent a hot summer with Houdini, which is a reference to some of the classic Doctor Who because Doctor Who used to reference Houdini all the time uh, in the classic episodes. So they're tied up, they get free, uh, then they try to figure out the ropes because the ropes are basically what controls all the ships. So like, I love this clever writing too, like the way they use the ropes in different ways to control the ship. Uh, then they go and they try to save the baby and then they break out in song and then they also have this Goblin King. Now, what's something that you mentioned to me, which I didn't notice, not you didn't mention to me, you mentioned on TikTok, was the King Goblin actually had horns on him. And that's also like an anti-Semitic trope, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, reference to the devils. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they could have done the Goblins without the horns. Like, they didn't need the horns. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't need, they could have, like you said before, like, they didn't have to call them Goblins. They could have yeah. called them Gremlins and... I would have been chill. Everyone else would have been chill. Um, but they added the horns. They were goblins. They were eating children. I'm just like, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, four whammies in a row. I know. Like, like, and this entire show is about coincidences. You can't say all these things are coincidences when you have a show about there are no coincidences. <laughs> 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 right. You're telling on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So then we get... Um, them and they save the baby and they go into the song <laughs> what did you think of the song because the songs are like the song for some reason is very popular over in the uk i hate it this part like i did not like it <laughs> what are your thoughts i thought musically like it's definitely like an earworm like it could get stuck in your ear and i i thought it i thought it slapped <laughs> did you <laughs> <laughs> like if it didn't like again like if it wasn't so problematic i would be like this slaps like this is great that's so funny. Oh, uh, George just yeah. mentioned, I like his screwdriver better than Capaldi's sunglasses. I forgot Capaldi has sunglasses. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I didn't like Capaldi's sunglasses because I was like, is it, is it actually working? Like, I can't see what's happening. Yeah. Also, I don't like when actors wear sunglasses because most of the acting people do are with their eyes and their brow. Yeah. So when you're wearing sunglasses, you're not expressing enough emotions so yeah i, I feel like, I though, like in that moment in the moment like for capaldi it was also because he was like blind in like five episodes and it's like oh okay, that's right he was blind he... damn yeah I, I need to go back and watch capaldi's episodes a lot of those <laughs> are like blanks to me uh george loved the goblin song so hey george you need to get on our episode we haven't had you on for like a year so george we need to have you on um all right so we talked about that they saved the baby they go back in the house, and then this giant crack appears. And the show has a a thing about cracks. I think uh, in the Amy Pond seasons, mm-hmm. there were things about cracks and stuff like that. And they usually mean something like a time rift or something. And they talk about the baby, whose name is Lulu Bell, who everyone hates the name except for the doctor. <laughs> the doctor somehow <laughs> likes it. Uh, I feel like the name is going to come back and it's going to be important like I, I just think russell t davis does a lot with words and names and i feel like lulu bell is going to be a word or a name that's going to come back around mm-hmm. so we're going to see that um and then they're they're just talking and having these conversations and before they know it ruby's gone 
and we don't know why. And he starts talking and having this conversation. And all of a sudden, the mom is talking in a more melancholy way. And she's like annoyed that she has this baby, whereas before she was happy. And it was one of those like butterfly effects where like having one child stay with you uh, forever, like basically change her entire perception of life. It made her life more full, more happy. Like, it's really interesting because like pe pe married people will tell me like having kids ruins everything they say. But like, here's a situation where like she had a kid and it made her life so much better and so much more fulfilling to the point where she had more kids. She had about 33 kids on her fridge and now she had mm -hmm. none. And whenever she has one, she is annoyed and she only does it for money. So I thought that was really, really interesting. And when he asked her about Ruby, she says she doesn't know, but you can see her starting to cry, which is really mm -hmm. interesting because that also was something that happened to Amy Pond. When Amy forgot mm -hmm. Rory, she would cry yep. and not know why. So I love yeah. that throwback. I like just coming back together. I thought it was really, really cool. What were your thoughts about this scene? I was going to say literally the exact same thing, like exactly the same. Cause like the crack and like having that rift in time, basically like this was a rift in time, like time completely changed. And then, you know, having that like similarity between that scene with Amy and Rory and now also, you know, uh, Ruby's adopted family, like it's crazy. And I was so sad in the scene. I was like, I was oh my really gosh, all of time has changed and we don't know why. And like, is she coming? Like, obviously I knew she's coming back, but like, it was depressing. I was like, so many things can change the course of your life. You don't know how impactful yeah. somebody has like on, on you yeah. as a person, like throughout time. It was crazy. And, and the acting was amazing. The woman who played yeah. the mom did such a good job. Like she had this stone cold face while still crying tears. She was crying, yeah. It was such a well, well done scene. I really, really liked it. Uh is saying, as a parent, it hit me. You don't know how much your kids mean to you until they're gone. Oh man, that's so true. <laughs> that's true, man. Uh no, I totally feel that, man. It was it was a really, really good scene. It really hit home. And then I think uh, Shudi also did a great job in that scene because you can see him crying also. Uh, mm. And then he's like, all right, he's going to go back and he's going to save uh, Ruby from what happened. So he goes back mm. to the day she was uh, adopted and the stranger basically leaves Ruby, the goblin saker. The doctor comes, he tries to save him, he uses the gloves, he ends up killing the goblin and uh, saves the baby all this where the mom just looks on <laughs> like because she's because like after he saves the baby and he goes back to the TARDIS she's still there she's like walking she's like not even a block away <laughs> what the hell was that <laughs> I thought that was so funny because like what you watching like she's just like okay yeah. <laughs> like, this she's mysterious though Very like mysterious. That, like who is under there like is it some villain later on that we're gonna see like crazy stuff like maybe she wanted that to happen and it didn't and she's like okay i'm gonna walk away but later on i'm gonna come back yeah or maybe she knew she wasn't supposed to interfere or else things won't happen the way they're meant to happen right some kind of rule like that mm. uh so we'll watch uh and see uh george is like it also made me remember this is doctor who 
those two are lovable, but bad stuff is going to happen to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bad stuff <laughs> bad stuff's definitely going to happen to them. I feel like this season might be might be a little sad. They 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 might be some tearjerker moments in that. So we'll have to see. Um all right. So Ruby is back. They go back in time. Uh and he sees her and he goes, this is amazing. You're back. And then he goes back to a TARDIS and does something. Oh, yes. He goes and he saved the lady from uh, dying yes. so that she can actually find her ancestry, which I thought was really cool. And then while he's doing all this, Mrs. Flood sees everything that's happening. She sees him come in and out. She's not surprised. She can see the TARDIS. No perception filter. Uh, she sees Ruby go in afterwards and is not surprised about it being bigger on the inside. Mad says, Mrs. Flood is mad says. But what are your thoughts about Ruby figuring out that the doctor is a time traveler? I love it. <laughs> it's so great. It's like, again, like classic Doctor Who, you know, finding out the TARDIS is bigger on the inside and finding out the doctor is a time traveler. Um, It kind of reminded me of like, when I think it was Tennant and Martha, and Martha figures out that um, they are like the Tenth Doctor is a time traveler, is yeah. kind of like resembling that. I'm just like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I I love how every companion has a different reaction to the TARDIS, and my favorite is Rory because he knew everything <laughs> about it. Like, no, it makes sense. I get it. <laughs> He's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I read up on it. <laughs> he fucking did a Google search. He figured it out. <laughs> What is the TARDIS? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I thought that was really, really cool. But yes, at the end of this episode, she breaks the fourth wall. So there's so many theories right now, right? So there's theories about who Mrs. Flood is. There's theories about who her mother is. Uh, some people say they might be one and the same. Makes sense for her mother to be her neighbor who, who could watch her grow up without actually having to raise her, which is kind of like what Amy did with uh, River Song. So I thought that was yeah. interesting. That would be a little depressing, though, because, like, if Mrs. Flood knew that uh, Ruby is, like, her child. Yeah. Like, Amy, I felt like, was different. Like, Amy didn't know that River was her child until she knew. And then she was, like, more engaged yeah. with, you know, that relationship. But, like, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mrs. Flood was, yeah, that would, that would be really sad. George is like, uh, she, uh, Ruby has a good vibe for a companion she is up for adventure yeah she is definitely up mm -hmm. for adventure i think she's going to have an exciting time um another thing that people are saying i think we mentioned this earlier uh rose could be ruby's mom which is really weird but ruby rose cherry i don't know there's a mm -hmm. lot of red references which i thought was very very interesting um interesting. yeah so we'll see um but yeah, I would. Some people are saying that it might even be the doctor's kid, which would be Ooh. weird. Like she, like the doctor, yeah. uh, at one point regenerated and left Ruby. Then that would make Ruby his kid, which would make the tension between them really weird, very incestual. I don't like that one. <laughs> I don't like that one either. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we remember when the doctor had a daughter. Uh, no, let's not do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she she had a daughter, and this could be a great, like her kid, right? Um, oh, my God. Oh, right. 
right? Oh. Georgia Tennant was the woman who who played her, who ended yeah. up marrying David Tennant, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. But yeah, that is a very, very interesting theory. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, that's what I love about Doctor Who now, because like there weren't theories for um, what's your name for Peter Capaldi or for uh, Judy Whitaker. Like I feel like now people are like, oh, there's, there's a mystery. There's who is this person? Who is that person? This was yeah. very, this is feeling very Stephen Muffet to me and very Russell T. Davies. Yes. Right. So I really, really am enjoying this season. I can't wait till it comes back. I don't think it comes back till what the spring. Yep. So it'll be a while. Uh, George says, uh, let's see. He said that couldn't be any worse than what they did with the Thirteenth Doctor story. Uh, I don't even remember the 13 Doctor story. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I forgot the flux. <laughs> so, like the Peter Capaldi's season, to me, was good until they lost Clara, and I think Clara kind of carried uh, that season a little bit because we also we all had an attachment to Clara from Matt Smith's yeah. season. Uh, also, I, I love the fact that he no longer found her attractive at all. He, he couldn't even tell if she was a boy or a girl <laughs> after he transformed <laughs> to Peter Capaldi, uh, which I thought they, they had a really, really good chemistry. Uh, but then when Peter left, I i mean, not Peter left, when uh, Clara left, I don't know. They The writing just got like less mysterious. Like it was just whatever's going on. Uh, and then even with Jodie Whittaker, they had this great reveal about the doctor being an orphan and then there being a previous doctor who was black. Apparently there was a regeneration before her first generation. Amazing. I like that twist, but there was no like anticipation leading up to that twist. There was like, you found out in like two episodes. I don't know. It was yeah, like, I don't know. So yeah. we'll Jody's we'll writing was rough. Yeah, it was right. Even though I do think she has some, really banger episodes uh rosa parks episode was really good demons yeah. and punjab was really good she has a few bangers yeah. but as a complete season not that great no nah. yeah agreed agreed yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> george is like if you don't remember i'm trying to forget <laughs> damn george <laughs> tell us how you really feel um all right well that was everything that happened in that episode anything else you want to talk about any theories any predictions that you might have I mean, I am so excited to see, like, you know, at the end of the anniversary special, somebody mysterious picks up, like, the tooth of uh, the toy maker, who, and the tooth was, like, the master, oh, yeah. so I'm like, who is the picker-upper? Who's going to be the new master? Like, I'm so excited for those two people. I obviously I have no idea who Mrs. Flood is. I'm, like, dying to know. Yeah. Uh, just so many things, like, that I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to, like, more Russell T Davies and like having yeah. him direct, maybe having Stephen Moffat come back to write a few episodes would be really great. He does some cool, dark, mysterious episodes. That is very, very true. What are your thoughts about uh the masters? Like, who's your favorite masters? Because my favorite is Michelle Gomez. Like, I think she was straight up Looney Tunes. She was hilarious. <laughs> I loved Michelle Gomez, especially because she also had that like those moments of growth. Then yeah. I'm like, okay, like, and I don't, she also, oh, I don't know who the master was before her, but like literally directly before her, that guy. Yeah. So misogynistic. She put him in her, in his place. And I thought that was great by the end of Peter Capaldi season. And yeah, definitely Michelle Gomez, 500%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I I'm very excited to see them bring back some old villains. That'll be really really cool. Uh, but like like not like the Cybermen for like the fifteenth million time, but definitely yeah. like the actual actors and characters. I think they're really cool. Obviously, we're probably going to see the Daleks. We we, ha we haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, but. Uh, I'm very curious. I'm very curious uh, to see where it goes. But uh, yes, if yeah. you are a Doctor Who fan, uh, tune in to the spring where we will cover it. And we'll try to get Jazz to catch up. So if, if Jazz can catch up by spring, uh, we can have him on the show too. But Doctor Who is definitely an adventure. It's a show that I really, really, um, I don't know. I really, really love Doctor Who. It's one of my favorite shows. And I think the David Tennant and Matt Smith seasons are probably one of the best tv in like general like it's it's feel good feel bad feel sad <laughs> kind of show it, it, it gets you in your feels you feel all kinds yeah. of things uh so definitely check it out if you have not if you need some tips on where to start we'll let you know a lot of people say start with the ninth doctor which is the modern era of doctor who uh some people say skip the ninth straight go straight to 10 and then come back to nine once you're used to the show because the special effects are really, really bad in in the ninth season, uh, and and so is some of the uh, the, the cinematography and stuff like that is not the greatest. But you know, other than that, th there are some episodes that we could recommend. One off episodes I could recommend is Blink. I think that's one that people really, really like that you can just watch straight up uh, without n needing to know anything, and you're just like you get the vibe of the show without actually having to know any of the backstory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I would recommend uh, the 11th hour. That was like the first Ooh. episode that I started with. And then like at that, at that point, you know, Dr. Who wasn't on HBO max. So I just watched that. I'm like, this is great, but how do I watch it? Um, yeah. <laughs> now it's like on max, which is great. Um, so I would say 11th hour, I feel like it's a good, you get like a little taste of how the doctor operates, the yeah. uh, regeneration, and like also a really, really good episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, George is saying start with the 11th. I, the only reason I don't agree with that is you need to be introduced to River Song and she gets introduced in the 10th. So, like, yeah. if you start with the 11th doctor, at least watch the library episode uh, with River Song because that's very, very important to all of season 11. Uh, yeah. Or the 11th doctor. Uh, but yes. Yeah. Anyways, that's all we have for you. Thank you for joining us. Sarah, let people know where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm at movies underscore and underscore T on TikTok and then at movies and T on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Go follow Sarah. She has some amazing content. She is uh, really, really talented. Uh, she is definitely someone who... I learn a lot from from her videos, so you can learn a lot from too. Uh, and until next time, guys, salam nerds. <laughs>